The 515th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter our bonus contest. Five winners will receive shirts, hats, and a $50 SGPN gift card. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lots. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start making smarter bets today. Hi, ho, generinos. Welcome to episode 515 of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This one's going out to Hood Knowledge, one of our friends on YouTube who enjoys our Octagon content. And we, we enjoy it as well. Um, thank you for watching that. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, if you're interested in Octagon content, you can check out our breakdown for the big Octagon event, which is going down this weekend. Uh, it was a couple episodes ago. So go back and either listen or watch or both, whatever you prefer. Thanks for coming to the show. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. And boy, for a chalky guy like me, this is a fight card for me. Um, had to get my arm twisted to find an underdog on on uh, yesterday's prelim portion of the podcast to get in on. Well, I don't know if uh, if that's going to happen for the main card as well. Not only is this a chalky card, but we've got some massive spreads among these odds as well. So big fat chalky lines, as uh, as Gumby said last episode. Let's bring him in himself, um, Danny Gumby Vreeland. Maybe he can paint a, a rosier picture for the uh, main card and the odds we're going to get. Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for coming right. to the show. We'll be back on Sunday counting our money. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I, I think, yeah, the odds are in a bad place for a lot of these fights. I, I mean, I, I, you, you'll find when we get to the recommended place for the week here, I really think all the value on this fight card comes from, uh, you got to do one of two things. You either got to look for exact finishes, mm-hmm. um, you know, looking for how somebody's going to finish a fight. You'll see a bunch of my plays in there. Um, and then also, I, I think the other option here is you you play a lot of spreads uh, because I, they're becoming more and more popular in MMA right yeah. now. Um, you know, the the minus uh, three and a half, you know, on the, the judges scorecards, it, it's in play for a lot of these squash matches. And, you know, I, I'll even highlight one of them in a, in a little bit that I think it brings the odds down to a point where it's downright playable. So, uh yeah, we'll 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 touch upon that in a moment. Well, see, there you go. You, you did make it made it uh, palatable at least. Uh, this, it'll be a fun episode, regardless. All right, we always have fun here in the podcast. Um, there's been no real news of late. You used to, our news on other episodes were speculating on the UFC 300 fight card, but we already got that. So um, don't think there's anything really going on. So we may as well just jump into this uh, amazing fight card, which is called UFC Fight Night Rose Drake versus Gaziev. All right, so the prelims were at 1.30 uh, p.m. We already did those yesterday. If you haven't listened or watched, jump in there now. Uh, 4 p.m. is the main card. We got five fights, and it's from the UFC Apex. If if uh, when I read out the, the fights that we're going to be watching, if that isn't apparent, then it, it will be um, by me saying it or something. This is a, this episode's starting off fantastic. Let's start off uh, with a fight. Actually, it might be it might be an actual good fight. This is a flyweight fight. So flyweight fights usually are quality fights. Matt Schnell versus Steve Ursic, or you can call him Steven if you want, uh, America versus Australia. I'm going to tell you about Mr. Danger 
Schnell first. Uh, he is 16 and seven with one no contest, two knockouts, nine submissions. Um, what else? As I fix my spreadsheet, here, what else can I tell you about him? Uh, he's been knocked out four times, submitted twice, six and five with one no contest in the UFC. Lost win loss over his last three, including getting knocked out in his last fight. That was back in December of 2022, so he has been on the shelf for a while. He's not won since July of 2022. Uh, used to fight at Bantamweight, 1-1 in the Ultimate Fighter, 2012 Pro MMA debut. Two inches of reach over Ursig. He's been outstruck over his UFC career by 0.22 strikes per minute. He's at plus 320. Ursig, Astro Boy, 11-1, one knockout, six submissions. Never been finished in a fight. 2-0 in the UFC. He's won 10 straight fights. He's not lost since September of 2017. Was regional champion, five years younger than Schnell, better striking. Uh, he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.7 strikes per minute, minus 325. Obviously, Astro Boy is my pick. The up-and-coming flyweight, way younger. Um, Schnell basically relies on grappling, and I think Ursig is, is a better grappler than Schnell. So uh, Ursig's the pick. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ursig too. Uh, but do you remember last episode? You guys might remember if you've already listened to it. Uh, I-, I said there were some lines where I was almost thinking about picking the underdog because I was convinced that the line was too wide. This is yeah. one of them for me. Um, I, I, You're not going to find too many people out there who are bigger on Steven Ursig than I am. Uh, I took him against David Dvorak in his UFC debut, uh, which was... Sh- if I'm not mistaken, short notice and against a ranked opponent. And I was already in on him because I liked his stuff when he was fighting for eternal MMA. And so I'm a big Steven Ursig fan. He shouldn't be a three to one favorite over Matchnell. That's an insane line for me um, because Matchnell is so tough. I mean, look, look at that fight he had with Sue Muderji. Like Muderji hit him so freaking hard in that fight and damn near had him knocked out. And Schnell won it. Um, one of the things I don't like about Schnell is obviously he doesn't wrestle as much as he ought to in this fight. He would definitely be smart to do that, to try to get Ursig on his back more often because Ursig's long and he pokes and jabs and stuff like that. I just see Schnell falling in love with his boxing though and getting beat here. So ultimately I'm not going to go with the dog play, but man, I, th- this line is just far wider than it has any business being. If you want to bet Ursig, um, and, and this might pop up in the, the recommended plays later, although I'm not sure it is. So I'm going to release, you know, the, the thought mm-hmm. of it. Now. Steven Ursig by decision is plus two. Yeah. I just looked at that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, could he sub him? Could he knock him out? Sure. He could. He's got tons of finishes on his record since coming to the UFC. He's got none. And Matt Schnell is as tough as a $2 stake. So you might as well sprinkle a little there on Ursig and think to yourself, maybe Schnell decides, uh, or, you know, Decides to strike most of the time and, and gets embarrassed on the feet to an extent uh, where you can get three to one money here on Ursig. Yeah, the grappling may um, cancel each other out and we end up with a bad uh, kickboxing fight. So I, I think right. Ursig, hmm. too, you know, maybe not cancel each other out because maybe his wrestling's not as good, but I think he scrambles and gets back to his feet well enough. So that, that yeah. there is that piece to it. If you think that's a bad line, hold my beer. Here we go. Umar Nurmagomedov from Russia versus Beck Zach. Almakan, where is he from? He is from Kazakhstan, and this is at um, Bantam Weight, three five minute rounds. Almakan, the Turin Warrior, 17 1, 13 knockouts, two submissions. He's submitted once. This is his UFC debut. He's won nine straight fights, two straight via finish. He's not lost since October 2020. Used to fight at Featherweight, a year younger than Nurmagomedov, plus 850. 
Namaga made up young Eagle, 16 and 0, two knockouts, seven submissions. He's four and all in the UFC, won his last fight via knockout. That was back in January of 2023. So he's been out for a little over a year. He's fed at featherweight as well. Two and on PFL was regional champion. He's a multi-time Sambo world champion, an inch taller than Almakan minus 1200. Why are they making this matchup? Gumby? Why is well, this guy debuting against uh, Nirmala Madoff here? If you can hear from Umar's coach, the general consensus was, is that none of the Bantamweights who, so remember this fight was supposed to be in Saudi Arabia. A right. Yeah. Uh, Umar had agreed to fight on that card. He was hoping to get, I think Corey Sanhagen rebooked because remember that fight was booked for a hot minute Uh, or, or, you know, somebody, you know, like that at Bantamweight, they couldn't get anybody. The timeline didn't work out. He's been on the show for a while looking for a fight. And I think finally, at least according to his manager, his manager was like, give him anybody. He'll fight anybody. He just wants to be on this card. The fact that it's now in the apex kind of takes that away. Uh, But I will also just say like, it, it was time for him to be busy, you know, because how many times have we faded a guy by being like, man, this dude hasn't fought in nine, 10 months. And now you're going to put him in there with Corey Sanhagen. This guy hasn't fought in, you know, a year and you're going to put him in there with yeah. Chido Vera. You know, like that's the, that's the reality of Umar Nurmagomedov right now. Like he's like a fight away from fighting one of those guys. He can't go in there cold. So I think this is just like a keep me busy fight. And as far as stylistically, I mean, we've seen what Umar is capable of, right? Like he is a, a solid wrestler. But it's maybe not even the best part of his game. You know, his kickboxing is fantastic. And with Bexak Almakan, you know, like he he's a good striker, but really the level of competition he's facing and what's coming back to him is just like it's not there. Um, a lot of his fights have ended by his opponent just like quitting by being overwhelmed by his speed. Um, you know, in one fight, a guy tapped the strikes, and another fight, the corner stopped it. You know, he's got a lot of stoppage wins. And sometimes it's just like the guy's like doesn't want to be in there anymore uh, <laughs> and is, is just kind of quitting. Like even the, uh, you know, I saw one where he head kicked a guy and the guy kind of like rolled over and was like, nah, I think I'm done. You know, like I, I don't, <laughs> you know, he, he looked with it too. Like he got knocked down, but like with him was like, nah, this isn't fun for me anymore. Uh, in if that's the type of stoppage you're used to getting. And now they're going to put you in there with Umar. And like, you're also used to having the wildest speed advantage that anybody's ever seen. And now you're going to be in there with Umar. Yeah. I, I can't get behind that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm maybe not throwing Umar in every single parlay at negative 1200. Cause it's moving that line by like, you know, 20 or something yeah. small. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Umar here. As am I, you, Umar obviously has to be the pick here. So, um, yeah, poor Mr. Almakan. Um, our other pick, of course, is Underdog Fantasy. We love our friends at Underdog Fantasy because they are the easy, they have the easiest place to play fantasy sports on their app. It's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. All you got to do is pick whether your favorite player will have a higher or lower stat total in their game, next game, any game coming up, and you can win big up to 100 times your money in a single night. Gumby and I are always on Underdog Fantasy. Uh, we're Writing art- articles about Underdog Fantasy every day for sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So uh, we can vouch for Underdog Fantasy for sure. Sign up today with promo code MMA SGPN and get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks, as well as an instant pick em up special. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. And don't forget to register with the promo code MMA SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks, as well as an instant pick em special. You must be 18 or older and present in the state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1 800 522 4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.com. 
Org. And if that's not good enough, SGPN is also teaming up with Underdog to give you even more of a bonus. Sign up between now and the end of the month, and five winners will receive an Underdog hat, Underdog shirt, and a $50 SGPN gift card. Sign up today using promo code MMASGPN, and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog, D-O-G, to enter the contest for your chance to win. Alrighty. Um... More squash matches incoming. What do we got next? Um, Alex Perez has made it this far. We'll see if he makes it all the way to fight night. Alex Perez versus Mohamed Mokayev. Three five-minute rounds at flyweight. Perez, 24 and seven. Five knockouts, seven submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted five times. Six and three in the UFC. He's lost two straight. Before that, he had one, two, three straight. Both of his wins, uh, his losses, excuse me, have come via submission. He's not fought since July of 2022. He's not won since June of 2020. Wheels really fell off after he uh, got the fight for the title. Uh, used to fight at Bantamweight. He's missed weight five times in the past. Um, none recently, but still keep that in mind. One no, well, he hasn't fought recently either. So uh, one no in contender series, regional champion, 2011 pro MMA debut. He's four times more active than Mokayev landing strikes. And he's outstruck his UFC and contender series opponents by 1.53 strikes per minute. He's at plus 290. Mokab, the Punisher, 11-0 with one no contest, two knockouts, six submissions. He's 5-0 in the UFC. Three straight wins have come via submission. He's fed a bantamweight, wrestling champion, a grappling champion. An inch height, five inches of reach, eight years, youth, all on Mokab's side. Better grappling stats on his side as well. He has been outstruck technically in the UFC. It's uh, 0.07 strikes per minute. He's been outstruck at minus 340. Punisher is the pick. Uh, Perez, like I said, he's fallen off a cliff since fighting for the belt. Doesn't fight ever, uh, which is not a good thing. And now he's coming against a much younger, uh, super dangerous guy in Mokayev. Um, so, yeah, give me the Punisher here. Yeah, I'm, I'm Mokayev as well. Uh, and, and, you know, I've, I've been a Mokayev naysayer uh, for mm-hmm. pretty much his entire stand in the UFC. But, like, th- this is the right kind of matchup for him because – you know, for a couple of things. First of all, you're right. Perez not been active, not one reason. You know, you know what happened two months after he won uh, his last UFC fight? What? Mokamed um, Mokayev turned pro. <laughs> uh, and then Mokamed Mokayev has had his entire career since then uh, as a professional. Uh, that happened two months after Alex Perez uh, won his last UFC fight. So, uh, you know, first of all, that's obviously against him. The second thing I will say stylistically against them, and, and I will say this, like originally I wasn't all souped up on Mokayev's price here, but I've come around to the idea because how has Perez lost his last couple of fights? It's going to his wrestling and not protecting himself when he does. Uh, in that fight with Davison Figueredo, tried to get it on the ground. You know, I, I actually, I'm pretty sure I picked Alex Perez in that title fight because I was like, man, he can wrestle. But in, and he can wrestle. I continue to stand by the fact that he can wrestle. The problem is, is he leaves his neck out there and he gets choked. Uh, mm, and and he winds up in bad position. So for me, Mokayev uh, is a guy who I, I think is just going to take advantage of that. And even if he doesn't take advantage of it the first time Perez shows him his neck, what does Mokayev have three fights in a row? It's a third round finish by just having the most insane young guy cardio wrestling 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 tiring his opponent out until they make the mistake he can capitalize on because he doesn't take advantage of the first time you make the mistake but the fifth time you do he takes it and i think he does that to alex perez here so i'd say you know if you're looking to make it a little juicier there's some you know probably late finish props uh but i also just like mokaev by the submission there you go mokaev is the pick there all right um call me an event time 
Light heavyweights, Vitor Petrino, United States, uh, not United States, Brazil, Tyson Pedro, Australia, three five-minute rounds. Uh, Pedro, 10 and four, five knockouts, five submissions. So he's finished everyone. He's been knocked out once, submitted once, six and four in the UFC, three and one over his last four, including winning his last fight via knockout. 2013 Pro MMA debut. Inch height, two inches reach over Petrino. Better striking stats than Petrino. Uh, and he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.58 strikes per minute. Plus 260. Petrino, Icao is the nickname. I-C-A-O. I don't know what it means. I couldn't find anything. Do you know anything, Gumby? It's big something, though. Oh, okay, there you go. He's a, he's a big sampling. He's 10 and 0, a big perfect fighter. Uh, seven <laughs> knockouts, one, one submission. Uh, three and 0 in the UFC, one no contender series, two straight wins via finish. Six years younger than Pedro, better grappling stats. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0. 0.42 strikes per minute, minus 300. Tell the people why Petrino's grown on you, Gumby. Power, um, and the ability to get it there. Uh, because you know, I, he's obviously got submission skills too. And I, I think those can't go get overlooked, but his ability to explode to the, the target to, to close the distance, to stay out of the range of other people who've got big power coming back. Like it, it's all looked good for me on Petrino. I've really come around to him. And the thing about him in this spot too, is does he have to be amazing? No, he's, he's, he's fighting Tyson Pedro. Uh, who's the last person that Shogun knocked out. Like the last person that Shogun ever knocked out was Tyson Pedro. And listen to this. After that, Shogun went to decision with Little Nog. Uh, he tapped the strikes to Paul Craig, lost to Ovent St. Preux, and lost to Ejo Porteria. And this is after knocking out Tyson Pedro. So like that's what we're talking about in terms of Pedro and being hittable is that like, Old man Shogun still got to him. This is not old man Shogun. This is an insanely fast, heavy puncher. He's maybe the best prospect at light heavyweight right now in terms of like who's a 205er who could storm up these rankings. It's like him and Zhang Ming Yang. Like those are the only two guys I would think of. And guess who Tyson Pedro was booked against last when he pulled out of that fight? Zhang Ming Yang. Yeah. <laughs> so like the UFC knows what they're doing. They know Tyson Pedro can be hit and they're ready to set up their best, their best 205 prospects against him. So yeah, give me Vitor Petrino here. They were uh, like spoon, spoon feeding him uh nice matchups up to now. And now they've turned on. I think they're uh, still giving. Oh, you mean Tyson Pedro. I thought yes. you were saying yes. Vitor Petrino because they were kind of, no. they were kind of babying Vitor Petrino out the gate too, I think. Um, I mean, even his contender series fight, I think they wanted him to win. He fought Rodolfo Belletto, who he had already fought and beat. So, like, it, you know, they, they it kind of seemed like they liked him, too. And this is a fight that makes me think they like him even more because it's the name value step up and also, like, kind of a great style matchup for him. So, yeah, give, give me Petrino here. And what did you say the number was? He hasn't gone up too high, right? Minus 300. Yeah, that's fine enough for me. Yeah. I can live with that. Uh, it's it's a bad matchup for Mr. Pedro. So yeah, Petrino is the pick for me as well. All right. Main event time, five minute, five, five minute rounds at heavyweight. Oh boy. Josinho Rosenstreich. Yep. He still fights. Um, he is fighting against Shamil Gaziev. So we've got a couple different countries for a change. Suriname for Rosenstreich. Gaziev is from Bahrain. So there you go. We don't see a whole lot of fighters from either other country we're going to talk about biggie boy first rosenstrike 13 and 5 with 12 knockouts he's been knocked out twice submitted once seven and five in the ufc one and three over his last four he did get submitted in his last fight 2012 pro mma debut 
He was a kickboxing champion. He's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.34 strikes per minute, plus 140. Gaziev, 12-0, eight knockouts, three submissions. one in the UFC, one in contender series. Four straight wins have come via finish. Twitcher Southern Rosa Strike, two years younger, better striking stats, better grappling stats, twice more active landing strikes. And he's outstruck his two opponents that we have stats for by 5.26 strikes per minute, minus 160. Gaziev is my pick. Uh, no trust in Rosenstrike. Obviously, Rosenstrike still has the power. Um, that, that doesn't leave you, but um, Gaziev's decent on the feet. He, well, we've seen him fight um, crap Martin Boudet and Greg Velasco. Mart- yes, Martin Boudet. <laughs> he, he was lighting them up on the feet, obviously. Uh, very, very good on the ground as well. Uh, I just think he's better than Rosenstrike, so uh, I like the line as well. So give me Gaziev. I'm gonna go a biggie boy here, and yep. I know I'm I'm an outlier in in the world right now. But here's here's my argument: Godziev has fought Martin Boudet, <laughs> and and maybe Greg Velasco is just as good of an opponent for that matter. Like I, I don't have a lot of faith in in either of those guys. He fought Darko Stoizic before that. That might actually be his toughest fight at this point. Is Darko Stoizic, and like Biggie Boy has fought everybody. He fought Jelton. He fought Francis. He fought, uh, you know, Curtis Blades. He's fought Alexander Volkov. And, like, yeah, he's not one against the best of the best. But he's beaten every, like, up-and-comer or guy who's come his way that he's supposed to beat, right? Like, he beat the Chris Dawkinses of the world, who was a top 10 uh, heavyweight at the time. And the thing I like the best about Biggie Boy in this spot, as you mentioned, Gaziev, you know, yeah, he can light up a couple of big fatties, but like, apart from that, I mean, no offense to those two, but like, that's, that's who he's beaten up so far. And apart from that, like he needs to wrestle. Right. But we didn't see him immediately go to wrestle. And that's a problem. A, because a lot of those guys who need to wrestle and don't start wrestling often start wrestling when it's the wrong time to, or when it's too late. And with Biggie Boy, go back and watch his fight. I, I implore anybody who's watching this or listening to this, go back and watch his fight with Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades is an infinitely better wrestler than Shamil Godzev. Infinitely better. And I don't think anybody out there can argue it with me. He stuffed Curtis Blades multiple times in that fight. Now, did he do it enough? No, ultimately not enough. But, you know, in the second round, he tags him with a couple of shots. Curtis tries to shoot in. He shucks him and hits him with another right hand. And I really think he can rinse and repeat on that with Godziev. On top of that, he's good for 25 minutes. I know his his body doesn't look like he should be good for 25 minutes, but the guy went 24 minutes with Alistair Overeem before deciding to knock Overeem out, before deciding, like, now it's the time to drop a bomb on old man Overeem. And Overeem, I mean, couldn't eat it. So if that's the case and he's good for 25 minutes and he's going to be up against a guy who I don't think will be good for that long and hasn't been much of a, you know, like a devastating finisher, give me Biggie Boy at the plus odds here. It's definitely a step up for Gaziev. Um, Yeah, we shall see if he uh, passes uh, or not. All right. As recap, but don't go away. We got more picks for you incoming. All right. Rosenstrike for Gumby, Gaziev for me. We both have Petrino. We uh, have Mokav. We both have Mokav, excuse me. Of course you have Mokav, too. We both have Nurmaga made off. Uh, we both have Ursig. Boring. But hey, them's the breaks. Gumby's gone out on the limb uh, for a big dog for you. Well, not a big dog. A dog in the main event for you. So come on. Stop complaining. All right. We're going to give you some more picks in a second after I tell you about our friends at... There it is. Hall of Fame bets. Um, you can win 
Bigger by betting smarter this NBA season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player processing, game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which picks players are hot, which picks have a value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. And use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right. Locks, dogs, props, parlays, all that stuff. I think it's my turn to kick it off. Is there any lines even worth mentioning here? Um, my lock, Al Sawadi, will be my lock at minus 166. So you can hear more about it on yesterday's show. All right. So for my lock, I'm going to go, I've only done this, I think once in the past and it worked out really great for me. I'm going to go away from just straight money lines. Uh, I'm okay. going to take Mohamed Mokaev. I'm going to take his spread minus three and a half. Uh, so I already think he's probably going to sub Alex Perez anyway. Um, but this safeguards me for if he doesn't get the sub and he gets a TKO because Perez tires out. It also safeguards me from if he just decides to 30-27 him across the board, which I think is a possibility. Or even 29-28, 29-28, 30-27. That would, that would cover the, the you know, I actually only need one 30-27 in that case uh, to get me to three and a half. So Mokayev minus three and a half is actually only negative 165. So that turns him into a little bit more of a reasonable favorite here. All right, there you go. My lock, I already told you that. My dog, I have one dog on the whole card. Hibiero plus 250. Once again, listen to yesterday's show for more info. And I'm going to double down on that one. I'm going to take Hibiero All too. Right. Uh, as, as much as I do, you know, I just outlined for you guys why I liked uh, Rosenstrike. I do think Hibiero is maybe, um, you know, it seems like that puncher's chance is a little bit more obvious there against the guy who I have a little bit less faith in, in, in Christian Leroy Duncan. All right. Um, for my prop, uh, Gummies made me feel better about this one. Uh, the more he's talked, Mokaev via submission plus 160. That's from plus 160. Yeah, I guess that makes it makes a good sense there. Um, Let's see. Mine, I'm going to go. Where do I want to go on this one? I'm going to go with Elsa Wadi, uh, the same as you. I'm going to take him by decision. Uh, What we saw out of his game planning against George Hardwick made so much sense to me, just like picking and prodding from the outside, wearing his opponent off, turning the pressure up, being the better fighter. I think we see him do a similar thing against like Radzaboff. He's an extremely, he's not a cautious fighter, but he's a safe fighter, if you get what I mean by that, right? Like he doesn't, he doesn't like pump the brakes like Brandon Moreno did this past weekend, but he also doesn't put himself in risk anywhere. Um, so I think he wins this one by decision. I'm seeing plus 180 out there on Sawadi by decision. Okay. So let me pl- plus 180 on Sawadi decision. All right, locks. Mokayev, three and a half, uh, playing the spread there. Um, El Sawadi, minus 160 for me. Um, oh, what do you get from Mokayev? What's, what's the uh, comeback? Uh, negative 165, I said. All right, cool. Thank you. I didn't have that down. Uh, Hibiero is our dog. Elswadi decision. Mokayev submission are our props. All right. Hungry Man Jong, super fan, parlay, two fight parlay, Gumby. Go ahead. So I'm also just, just before we get to this, I'm also just going to throw out there Petrino KO plus 165 was wildly tempting for me on my prop. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. Could, couldn't squeeze it into my Hungry Man Jong and also. Uh, just got edged out by El Sawadi decision. So I, I just wanted to say that one before uh, before we went off there. Um, my two fight 
uh, partly here. I'm just going to use Hibiero's money line. Uh, I, I think that that has got enough value on it to, to put it in a hungry man jong to begin with. And I'm going to pair that with, I, I mentioned it uh, on the beginning of this show, Steven Ursig by decision is plus 270. So you're going to get those two together and you're going to get plus 1212. And, and I right. really think, yeah, a lot of value on those two. Um, you could probably also put Hibiero KO with Petrino KO, and that would probably also get you there too. But uh, um, Hibiero, straight money line, Ursig decision is going to be my move. All right. You're all set now for Sunday. Uh, if you want more picks and banter discussion, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. You can catch us on Twitter, SGPN MMA. Uh, I can be reeling at Jeff Fox writer. I'm also the same on Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. What's the name of our uh, MMA gambling, I guess would be the name of our YouTube channel. Would it not catch your name? MMA gambling, MMA gambling podcast. podcast. Um, and obviously sports gambling podcast.com sports gambling podcast.com slash store sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. Uh, my Substack, money, MMA dot substack.com Gumby's top turtle MMA podcast. Tell the people again, who's on it this week. Uh, we're talking with Ayman Zahabi, who's fighting on the prelims, along with Abdul Kareem Al-Sawadi. And from the world of 1FC, we're chatting with Arjun Buller, who's in the co-main event on Friday. Two Canadians. There you go. You can't lose. Um, and that's that. We're going to come back Sunday and counter money. Gumby, say bye. All right. I'm Dating Gumby Freeland. He's Biggie Boy Jeff Fox. And we will see you on Sunday.